Welcome to the 5 to 9 podcast. A podcast about creators, for creators, living the 5 to 9 life. I think that was our quietest time. <laughs> what do you mean? Normally I, we're talking to this, but anyway. Episode 10. There's no guest today, it's just me and this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, today, yes, yes. what are we talking about, Dennis, today? Today we're going to be talking about travel and travel gear and sort of what we carry yeah. around when, when we travel. I think next to making money, travel and tips and that was probably the second most requested topic. Yep. I think you guys all like gear. I've brought a lot of my stuff down and we're going to show... Yeah, at the end of this episode, we're going to show a lot of the gear that we carry when we're traveling. There's different kits, all the little bits and pieces that kind of make travel and, I guess, photography a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to the end for that. If you're listening to the audio on Spotify and iTunes... Um, Give us a rating. <laughs> no, <laughs> and a review. Anyway. Not only that, but we're going to be showing a lot of stuff on the YouTube video. So if you want to see what we're showing and see the gear that we use, come check I, the YouTube video. I recommend you watch our podcasts over listening to them, just in general, because we spend a lot of time editing them and we have video. But yeah. we also show a lot of content. I don't know how descriptive we are on like the I audio podcast. <laughs> it's also hard to watch something for an hour, right? But I guess it's... Have it on the side, and then you can so you, leave, you leave it on, and you don't have to stare at us. For two hours <laughs> or whatever. But I usually leave it on the side, and it's interesting. I'll kind of look over. Yeah, if we're talking about something descriptive or showing something, I think it's good yeah. to see what we're talking about. Maybe like if you have YouTube Premium as well, you can exit the app on the phone, exit the YouTube app while you're watching it, and you can still listen to it. Is that only on YouTube Premium? Yeah, you go. We've, oh. we've been fortunate. Like, I forget how, like... I didn't even realize that was only on YouTube. YouTube. Is like, <laughs> I didn't even realize that was YouTube Premium only. Well, yeah, because, like, when you don't have it, you flick out of yes, the app, yes. and then it just cuts out. Yes. Oh. But we get to keep going, right? Yeah, we, can, yeah, we have it on the side and stuff like that. I think people... Right. Highly recommended YouTube Premium. Yeah, yeah. If you've been if you've been listening to the podcast so far, thank you so much. And I mean, it's it's growing slowly, and yeah. we, we, we've been really enjoying making these and and talking to our friends. And, and yeah, it's been really we're, fun. We're gonna be making uh, YouTube videos for this podcast that aren't gonna be released as uh, audio podcasts. Yeah, so, so they're not gonna, they're not technically podcasts. So we're we're probably gonna make some sort of other videos as well. So yeah, stay so. tuned for that, and it should be. Fun. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to kind of follow along. Yeah, we've got some good Especially ideas coming up. the podcast up. listeners. And we're about to travel soon, so there's a lot of content that should be coming. All right, let's <laughs> start by listing a few of the places we've been I, to. As I in, think like, we've traveled, I think, more than your average. We haven't traveled like crazy amounts because I work in an architecture firm, so yeah. I can't travel that much. I can't travel that much, but I, I have traveled well, compared quite a bit. to people like our friend Etch. Who's, oh yeah, he's, he's traveled everywhere. Yeah, where was he recently? Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't traveled as much as that, but I guess we have traveled more than the average. And where have you been? Name some places quickly. So on, on my honeymoon last year with Lucy, we went to like Hawaii, San Francisco, Yosemite, LA. You've been um, to the other side, like Turkey. Also, yeah, so we went to a friend's wedding in Turkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, went to a friend's wedding in Turkey, but at the same time we did some travels as well. On top of Turkey, we've went via Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Yeah. Been to Hong Kong quite a few times. Been to Japan quite a few times. We were yeah. in Hong Kong together. Yeah, but I've never been to the east coast of America. So that's the next trip coming up. And this podcast should be well, out when I'm actually in New York, I think. You're flying out like two days from yeah, now. And two I'm days like from three or four days from now. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be in New York together. What about you? Where have you been? I haven't done South America, but I've yeah, me recently done Europe. So I've done Venice, Berlin, London, Mykonos, and then done obviously done Japan. Yeah. But I'm not Japanese. <laughs> Bits and pieces of Asia, like yeah. Singapore, Malaysia. You're from I'm, Malaysia. Yeah. I'm from Indonesia, so I've obviously been there. 
Bali. Uh, oh, I've been to Bali quite a few times for friends' weddings and cousins' weddings. It's always been kind of popular though. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a really nice place to chill and relax. It's. I've done US quite a bit, and we're, I'm going to be spending like almost the next two months in the US back yeah. and forth. But you recently also went on that pretty big road trip on the US. Yeah, team, right? yeah. shout out Machos and Jake Rich. Yeah, <laughs> but that was that looked really fun just on, yeah. on a bus the whole time. Well, we're doing that again. All right, so there's this guy called James, and you already know TK and yeah. us four are traveling. We're doing a road trip from LA, LA to, to Utah, all the way to Arizona, I think. All so. the way to New Mexico, I think. I ah, ship rock. Yeah. And then all the way back. Yep. And, and then, that's like a precursor to Adobe Max. Yeah. Which we'll be doing a, a few of and then we'll be recording a few like season two episodes with some international guests. We haven't confirmed yet, but we're, we're thinking of getting some really cool people on the podcast very soon. Up until this point, they've all been Sydney based guests. <laughs> yeah. And they've all been coming to uh, my apartment <laughs> to, to record this podcast. Thank you so much for all the guests that's, that's been on. We do plan on recording with international guests and maybe some through Skype as well soon. When we travel, right, we most of our travel has been kind of Self-funded? Well, well it, started, it always starts off being self-funded trip, I think, yeah. for me. I think people want to know how to travel for work, and like they see us traveling all the time. More often than not, we travel with our, our own money and yeah. our own planning. But I think when you travel by your own planning, your own money, and self-funded trip, it always leads to more opportunities. Like yeah. going there and creating really good content and posting it on your social media or, or whatnot and, yeah, yeah. and sharing your work. I think there's more chance that a tourism board or a, a, a company might fly you there for, for another it's kind of strange that I think because when you go on your own, right, you're going to places that you're you really want to go. Yeah. And then you probably take better photos because they're what you want to do. Exactly yeah. And you're right. not like uh, tied to a certain <laughs> job. So you can like have more freedom to do whatever you want. You have more time to shoot. You so, have more time to relax. So then you take a great photo, which you share around. And then that kind of goes viral, hopefully. Maybe. Or gets some kind of attention, right? Yeah. People who live there and also tourism boards, and then they notice that you've been there, yeah. and then they want to send you back there. There's also certain strategies, but we we talked about. There's also certain strategies to get your work um, out there more, right? Like using certain hashtags. Yeah. Right? So all of you want to know how to get paid to travel. We have done a few travel jobs. So like, how did you get your ones, and where'd you go? I didn't realize how much I've done until. Well, you were yeah. like, oh yeah, I haven't done that many. I've only done two, and then you started counting them out. <laughs> it's like there's a little been bit quite, more a, than quite two. a few more than two, but. I feel like it's the locations that I've been to before. Yeah, yeah, we've been through yeah. this on the other podcast. Yeah, it's always like I've traveled, I think tourism-wise, I've only done Japan and that was for a night photography campaign. They wanted to show off the nightlife in Japan. That was like probably one of the coolest trips I've ever been on because I got to pick the locations and I got to shoot night, which is what I love to shoot. And basically... It lined up perfectly. Yeah. And I just posted photos that I would have posted anyways. And it, yeah. it was perfect. That itinerary was good. I got a friend of mine, Koki, to be my assistant. And I guess yeah. it was fun because we're friends and... You don't like shitting alone, so... <laughs> yeah. And and it's good to have him because he can like stand in as a model or like... Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Koki, run over there. Because we were like in Hakuba. It was like full crazy snow. You're doing a video. Did you story? Um, I storied it. Yeah, I have a few clips. But um, I should have recorded more video, I think. Like Think, proper video. Yeah. Um, Which hopefully we're going to shoot a lot of video for our US road trip. Yeah. What about you? And like, where have you traveled for like tourism boards? So I've done the Tasmania thing. I think we've mentioned this before. I've oh, yeah. listened to the podcast. Yeah. Um, I've done Tasmania a... too, actually. But I thought we were going to go international. Oh, you, you did Mona. I've yeah. done that. Darth Mofo, yeah. I've done that. That was really cool. Did visit Japan. Mm -hmm. So went to Japan. Went to Toku, which is north of Tokyo. Yeah. Interestingly, so different part of Japan. Then, like, I've been doing more kind of commercial work, which I guess I haven't shared on Instagram or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, 
taking me to Berlin, London, Venice, and Mykonos, and soon to the US. And what sort of work were you doing? I was making commercial videos for Marriott. Okay. Yeah. So I can share some clips. I think. Yeah. So, but these videos yeah. will just like be used for Marriott's purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, yeah so camera. basically, I'm just there to go and film it all and edit and that kind of stuff. And the the focus on it was shooting food and chefs and stuff. I guess. It was a docu series based on Marriott's talents. Yeah. Yeah, so there were some interesting people from like bartenders to managers to sommeliers. What is that? I don't even know what that is. A wine expert. Right. So when you go to a restaurant, she helps you pair like wines uh, with your food and stuff. Okay. It's an interesting job. I mean, I think all that kind of stuff leads to really good experiences and leaning. You must have learned a lot. Like shooting food is must be so different. Like some of the places I tried to go there early to like I got nothing on, so I'm just yeah. gonna show up like a week early to chill yeah. Yeah. and check everything out. Yeah, you but always do also, that. You always like. Stay yeah, a week early, job. stay a week later. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's good. Okay. Anyway, like, I'm going to New York for one day. Yeah, there's it's an event. crazy, they're flying yeah. you there for one day. Um, there, there's a Microsoft <laughs> launch event, which obviously it should be out by now. Even they also, like, we understand it's a long flight for one day, so if you want to extend, that's fine. That's really cool. That, but obviously, you paid for your own accommodation uh, yeah. afterwards. Airbnb. Yeah. yeah, and then... But they paid for the flight back. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, like, the same price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I extended for, like, 10 days, and I'm crashing Demis's, uh so, what you, I, your holiday, I guess. So I planned a trip with Lucy to go to Shout New York. Shout out to Lucy. And Chicago Hi, Lucy. for a while. We've been, like, it's been on our bucket list for a long time, especially <laughs> for me, because I love urban environments and cities and buildings, and been really... New York's really, a big... Really, really interested. Like, a, to a big place them. to go for your interests. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of cool buildings and architecture, and hopefully by that time, some of the photos will be out already on my Instagram. So, so, so Dennis planned to go there like a long time ago with his like him, just him and his wife, and I'm crashing. <laughs> it's all good. I requested Microsoft to send me there just to. Yeah. <laughs> I think also like if you can, I think like if a company reaches out to you and says, "Can you do a job from this date to this date?" Yeah. Right. If you have the flexibility. I think it'd be really cool like you to, to just like extend it a week early or a week after yeah, just yeah. to you to explore yourself because then they're actually it's more paying, relaxed. But they're also paying for the flight back. So you kinda you well, can utilize that as they'll well. pay for it up to the point of mm. whatever they were gonna pay originally and then yeah. anything extra you can chuck in. Yeah. But um, you just fly back on like an off day and like Yeah. Which is fine. And also like I mean when we go to Adobe they actually offer like oh, do you guys wanna stay back and like let us know what date so that it's been quite flexible and been yeah. really good. Comes down to money. If they, it doesn't cost them anything extra, they, they're okay with it. Also gains you extra time to explore the place as well. It's more relaxed. Like you, Usually when you're on a job, you're running around like crazy. Yeah. Like, I was talking to the guy who went to Japan for Sony. Sorry, I can't oh, remember yeah, your name. Yeah. He was like, oh, it was crazy. Like we just nonstop. I had to run around. I was like, yeah, this is welcome to like yeah. getting paid to travel. Yeah, it's always like a very, very busy schedule. Um, they already have like plan itineraries usually. Like yeah. you'll be going here, 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 and then you just... Non-stop like driving and then you get no sleep and you have to... Sometimes you have to hand over or like post yeah. on the day and it's like... I mean, as much as it's awesome to be paid to go traveling... Whinging, eh? <laughs> no, 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 it's like obviously like a first one. No, it's as much as awesome, but I think like going on your own and like focusing on like passion projects, right? Like yeah, yeah. going on your own and like exploring yourself and taking the time to explore the places you want is probably the the best thing to do for travel and the best thing for you yeah. as a to grow yourself to get better content if you can get travel jobs that's awesome but yeah. i think you need to have you time as well me time and like you know that kind yeah of stuff. like you need to see it with your own eyes yeah. with your own itinerary and your own kind of motives and plans otherwise i guess it's an example not your experience. an example would be during my honeymoon i reached out to royal hawaiian the yeah. hotel the, the pink palace I think 
it's pretty famous. It's pretty pink. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought that it was a really cool hotel. I got a, they said for three nights, they, they want X amount of content, right? Not just for their own feed, but extra for like photography yeah, yeah, for their yeah, websites, yeah, yeah. etc. For a full day, I was just shooting stuff in the hotel. So I wasn't really exploring Hawaii. It's kind of like a two-way catch. Like you want to stay somewhere cool for cheap, but at the same time, you have to work right so you waste the day so if you're there for three days and you're kind of screwed yeah so you have to like balance it out like do you want to create content for someone or do you just want to like explore yourself yeah and and pay for it so it's like that balance Uh, like i that's why i don't like taking kind of sponsorships when i want to travel Mm. especially if it's like a personal trip Mm. i did for iceland so rentalcars.com i reached out to them because we needed a car obviously yeah yeah yeah. and i think like that kind of worked out because I want to shoot landscapes, but I want also scale. You yeah. know? So like putting a car on it's like not a big deal. Yeah. And yeah, they're pretty good. They hooked us up with a yeah, little white kind of four drive. There are also really cool travel gigs where like when, the one we did for Cathay Pacific. Yeah. Um, where they literally just told us we could shoot whatever we wanted and post. Uh, I think it was four posts or something. But yeah, yeah. We would have done that anyways, mm. right? If we went to Hong Kong. And that was pretty cool. These jobs line up with our motives. And like, I yeah. guess everyone wins when it's like that. Exactly. I think the content is much better the company gets more engagement from us yeah. and there's more interaction with the audience when it's like the content is matches your feed or matches yeah. your style. Don't bog down your holidays with too much sponsorship, I guess. Mm. Only when it lines up. But So if, for someone who's like trying to get travel for work, how do you, what would you recommend to do? Like we were saying earlier, travel yourself first. Show your content, show your work, push out right. good content first. Practical tips go. So like... Tagging oh, yeah. tourism brands? Yep, so tourism, tagging tourism. So each country or each city would Usually. have their own tourism Instagram page. And so there's Japan usual... would be Visit Japan AU. Or Visit but... Japan JP. There's yeah, they, they have heaps of regional branches. So there's mm-hmm. Visit Japan UK and US and yep. Russia as well. I mean, there's also pages like Koki's page, Discover Tokyo, where yeah. it's a self-run page, but I think tourism boards would see that page. Yeah. So look for other feature pages that share location purposes like discover tokyo not only look for hashtags but also use the city as its hashtag like hashtag sydney or hashtag japan Japan, just because people usually search those hashtags as well for sydney there's i love sydney and see australia i think it's just generally getting on people's radars people who make decisions on who to send and that kind of stuff Mm, exactly so if you want to have more australian based jobs you need to look for the australian local pages and you could also reach out to them right sending them a dm or whatnot but i think it's sort of a little bit of a tightrope and like a bit scary like what if your content's not good enough or what if it's not what you're what they're looking for so you, you kind of might put the wrong foot forward so maybe I the would chances recommend... are they probably ignore you. Yeah. Because like imagine a tourism board's DMs. Yeah. I yeah. would recommend just like waiting. Uh, but... I, I know people have reached out. Yeah. And... I mean, you could you could obviously reach out and show your media kit, show your portfolio to them, yeah. and maybe they want it. But I don't know. For me, I I work yeah. part time, so it's really hard to reach out. Yeah, I can't imagine how life would be for someone who works full time and it's, I get it's to stay It's exciting back. though. Like huh? when I get that email, yeah. like it's like, oh, do you want to go to Japan for night photography? I'm like, I get so excited. It's but just like... imagine like. We, we're recommending for people to stay back like before and after like mm, mm. normal people can't do that oh yeah true so come to the five to nine life I mean. although yeah i mean yeah, come to- yeah yeah quit your jobs <laughs> yeah eat, it's, eat it's hard for me for as well of- right it's hard for me as well to extend but i less hard because but- i'm part-time but yeah, yeah yeah in hong kong you want to talk about that funny story that we have what happened also <laughs> so for cafe pacific we got sent over there for perfume, perfume yeah which was kind of interesting because i think i got of- photos yeah. <laughs> Did you ever shoot the perfume there? I posted a flat lay of it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh, so we, we woke up super early to kind of go. There was a pl- we, we went separate hotels to start off with, right? And yes. then we wanted to go sunrise on top of like Kowloon Peak. It's called Kowloon Peak, yes. Yeah. Which is a, like a hard place to get to, apparently. Yeah. But, so I woke up at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and then I got a taxi from my hotel to your hotel. Yep. Picked him up. Halfway driving there, the, the, I can Not speak even Cantonese. halfway, it was only like five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah, but I can speak Cantonese, and I, I didn't ever speak Cantonese during that time, but yeah. I knew what they were saying, right? And the guy was like, oh, where are you going? And he was like, Kowloon Peak. He's like, oh, I can't go there. Yeah. I'll take you to someone who can. So he drops us off at a at taxi a different rank. taxi rank and chucks us in another cab. He spoke to them. He was yeah. like, all right, whatever. Like, the other guy was like, sure, sure, we'll take him, we'll take him. I think they just wanted money, right? The story continues, yeah. right? And then... <laughs> So the guy drives us like it's it all like, good. Like we're gonna half make, an hour, twenty minutes. We're gonna half meet an hour. Uh, the was, two Singaporean Ryan's. Yeah. They were closer, so they were already up there, whatever. We got driven for like another twenty minutes, yeah. and then we got to this like kind of suburban. They all had like kind of security gates, and it was a nice area, right? Yeah. So, but they dropped us at the very bottom no, of the hill. But he was like, "Okay, you're here. Just get out." I was like, "What?" Yeah. So he I, he said we were here, but we weren't actually there because we had Google Maps open, and we could tell that we weren't where we were meant to be. It was still another 20 minutes drive up the road. Yeah. So he's like, just go, just go. It's like, not even up the road. It's like up a massive like mountain. It's called Kowloon Peak. So it's at the very top. Yeah. And to get to the top, I researched it, right? Like to walk from <laughs> yeah. the bottom to the top yeah. takes like an hour. Yeah. And sunrise was in like 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. or whatever. He's like, just, just go, just go. I was like, I knew you didn't want to drive up there. Yeah. Because I kind of knew that like, it's a one way road. Yeah. So he you... would have to do a massive loop. For him to go back down. It's like 15 minutes. I don't know. He's just... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, to get to the top. Because he's definitely not going to find anyone to drive back <laughs> from the top. And so he just kicked us out of his cab. Out, like, we're in some residential area. We like, were just so lost. We were like, what do we do? What do we do? And then... We were late. And there were a few security guards around. And you could speak Cantonese. So I was like, Ben, speak Cantonese to them. Ask them but for, like... Ask them for stuff. Hong Kong people are notorious for, like... Yeah. Not helping. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're not mean. They just... It's just their culture, I think, right? coming from australia harsh. like we we kind of used to people maybe helping out but like yeah that's why i was like man come on just talk like to i them. knew they weren't gonna help so this guy's like hey just talk to the guys like man he's <laughs> just gonna tell us the- he, he did tell us to yeah, go away though. yeah so then he gave us did we no we found a cab number we found a cab number because we were stuck in a residential area we couldn't we weren't gonna make the top luckily we had internet so that's that's a big bonus that's a massive yeah. travel tip always have internet with you so we found a cab number i called it and i started speaking english they go hello we were trying to order a cab to take <laughs> us to the top i was like we're at Kowloon peak at the bottom of Kowloon peak and we're stuck um, is there any way we could uh, get a cab to take us up to the top or like come pick us up from this location yeah and the lady was like let me check and i was like okay she like starts throwing cantonese in the background and she just goes no! And she just hanged up on me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. There wasn't much time to go before sunrise. Yeah. We we're gonna work up like and three And we decided to nothing. just like give up a little bit. Like we just, let's go down the hill. We just walked but down the hill away. couldn't even find a cab home at that stage. We like, were trying to find Ubers as well at the time. Yeah. Um, so I walked down and then I called an Uber and I, I, I caught someone, right? There was a few, you tried to call Uber a few times. Yeah, there was no one there. Yeah. Because it's like so early in the morning. Yeah. I found some guy, like an Uber, and I didn't put in our final location. <laughs> So he came to pick us up and then he was about to take us back to the highway and then I put in as like, no, it's this way. Then he kind of got stuck in taking us all the way to the top. And we finally made it. And we can show you some of the photos we got from the top up there. It was a really good view though. Really nice light and it was so cold, but... Yeah, it was, it was nice, but... There was a I lady was... walking backwards, remember that? Oh, <laughs> I don't ever have the story anymore. I, I don't see. Maybe I do. She I was think, like walking backwards. It was really funny. I think I reversed the story in mainstream stories. It looks like she was... <laughs> But I was like, hey, how come you're walking backwards? And she was like, oh, it's easy on her ankles or knees or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah but 
But yeah, yeah that cabs was are kind of interesting story about Hong Kong and like yeah. cabs in different countries are different, right? Mm. So like Hong Kong, they're pretty kind of. Some countries you gotta like uh, set a price first before you get in. Like they like, try and rip you off. Or yeah, like, yeah, or ask. For, yeah, you have to sometimes like I think in Bali you have to ask for a meter like those you, like, you, you need to take bro. the blue bird or the silver bird you can't don't take any other ones yeah <laughs> in japan they're super expensive so yeah i'd avoid it if you could yeah i, I like the swinging open doors of japan how that's yeah like when you automatic. try and touch it you break their mechanism <laughs> and stuff like no don't. it's auto just get in get out don't have to touch anything yeah but yeah, yeah, I think Ubers and taxis are, are very useful when you travel, obviously. Look look at it before you go to places, because some countries don't have Uber. Mm. Japan doesn't have it. Don't they? Nah, okay. no, they don't. It's and some, some countries, Ubers look down on, because it, like, ruins the taxi industry. Whatever, dude. Taxi industry is, like, all around the world. So, I know, so. but, like, there's... I've heard stories where, like... It's the I've economy only had <laughs> bad taxi experiences, like, in Sydney anyway. Right. Compared to Ubers, where they have to kind of be nice to you because you can rate them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, if yeah. their ratings drop too low, then they get banned or whatever. Yeah. But I was in the city. It was pouring down, right? And I was with a bunch of friends that, like, I only wanted to go down the road. Right. And I was like, hey, like, I realize this, this is down the road. And the guy was, like, grumpy kind of dude, right? I'll pay you 20 bucks to drive me, like, maybe 200 meters down the road. Yeah. Who gets paid 20 bucks for two yeah, minutes? And he didn't and want to do it? He was, like, telling me off when I got there. So I was like, man, fuck this. I just chucked the money in his face and got out. He's like, <laughs> it's raining, man. Like, yeah, what do you yeah. want me to do? And like, yeah, all right. he has to do is just loop back. It was from Shark Bar yep. to like the Chinese Gardens. Oh, wow. That's pretty close. 20 bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. And he was telling me off, like, how do you... So I prefer Ubers and Lyfts and whatever. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. Usually they're nicer people as well. Because they're just regular Some, daily people. They're just Some don't talk around. to you too much. Mm, like, sometimes. Speaking of Japan, you, one of the first times you went was actually like you won a competition. Mm. We actually talked about this in episode one. We showed you, you showed that. Did we talk about how I like I won a competition, right? I used another account to like one of my side accounts that I test things with. Yeah. I posted a fo- old photo on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of haters when you win stuff. You don't even realize. I don't know how often you've ever won stuff before, but in the comments of the photo, it. they were like. This guy shouldn't be allowed to win. I was like, what? Uh, and then they're because... like, why? He's like, he's a flight attendant. Look at him. I was like, where'd you get that from? And then Do you have like, these comments like... Probably not. Screenshot it? It's probably still on their feed. I don't, I, <laughs> maybe I can find it. But there was another one. Because I use... I can show you the photo, right? Yeah. But I use uh, maps that I kind of found on the mm. thing. Oh, yeah. They, they and then started I, I printed it out for... to kind of like... You, to use that, that, that map is copyrighted and this photo like. isn't his it's on this website and they pasted all the URLs it's on that website and like it's, he stole it from somewhere it's like I didn't even know those, my photo had moved onto all those websites right they yeah. just used it without my permission right and then there was another one they saw they found my original account yep Ichiban right yep. and then they were like this guy's a he works for Flight Sun like, what where are you getting this from it's oh like, wow he doesn't deserve to win like I've worked and then he's got so many followers already like that kind of yeah, stuff yeah 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 and yeah. like I, I told them about it when I won just like hey like this is my side account mm. just to make sure it's all above board mm. and I read the terms and conditions so it's all good these are regular people like I looked them all up and stuff I have a list so I remember exactly <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you back one day <laughs> but essentially like they dude works like as a, a film producer writer like he's stepping in saying like talking trash like uh... they don't understand because it's the internet, they can just say all these harsh things and be like, yeah. I'm just going to go back to my daily life. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't say that shit. Like, it's, it's sort of, yeah, there's a lot of, sometimes people don't really mums understand. Mums and like, yeah, you think a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, sometimes, you know, like people don't really understand that, that 
your comments reach another person. Yeah, and like there's no real world consequence because you're just typing shit. Yeah, and they're just hiding behind their phone and their keyboards and stuff. But like, I mean, I I could have put them on blast. Mm. Like I have a it's enough of an audience to kind of get like people to hate on them as well. But I mean, it's also the they're same when people. like I post photos that are obviously Photoshop, and then people just like like hate on me because it's fake. As in, I'm not saying it's not fake. I'm saying it's just it's my be. creative expression. So they should know by now. But I think. It's, it's usually always the people who don't follow it's you. It's always yeah. the people that don't follow me. And like, th- even my Dubai plane one, they're like, where? Yeah. like all these uh, Middle Eastern people are asking me where it is. It's interesting because they all don't follow me. If I don't answer it, they get really angry. Oh, it's, it's really, it's tough just sometimes. Be nice on the internet, I think. Yeah, like, just like be respectful, people. be nice and do a bit of research first as well. Mm. Like, don't just assume everything is real. Obviously, for my account, I do a lot of Photoshop. Yeah. So like, sometimes the locations are made up and I, I make things up. It's fun for me. And that's just the way I, I create content sometimes. But a lot of the time, I also just do normal yeah. photos. Going back to the Japan trip, everyone must think that I get paid to go to Japan heaps. I've been paid to go once and I've been four times, right? Yeah, I've been paid to go once and I've been three times. Yeah. yeah. The first trip, I won the competition to go there for the first time, right? Yeah. And then we traveled with uh, David Saka and Chino. Mm-hmm. That was my first trip. I spent like 30 days there, so it was quite a while. But that was for the competition win. Yeah, so that wasn't paid at all. But in all my photos that I post, I tag them anyway. Yeah. Because it's like... Yeah, they gave you the trip anyway, so what as well. Yeah, I want to kind of promote like Japan. I really like Japan, and so, so I tagged what, what, them So what did you win? A 30-day trip? Like, what was the... Uh, seven and a half grand in a travel voucher. Prize was like a trip to Japan, like all expenses included. But yeah. it was just easier for them just to give me an amount and then and I can just do whatever. And you could add on to whatever. Yeah. Right. So I reached out to their travel agent. Yep. And then we just planned all the... That's good. It's like so much all flexibility. The, yeah. And that, if you wanted to keep it under $7,500, you could have as well. Like it's up to yeah. you, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Okay. That works out for them because I'm going to produce all, all this content and kind of promote them for free. Exactly. Pretty I, much. I think it works out, but like obviously people started to hate on it because it's like... Did Visit Japan AU just pick this guy because he has lots of followers? Like, yeah. obviously, that was the reason why people started hating on it. But, yeah, like, yeah. you clearly won fair and square. Like, you yeah, yeah. use a second account. This photo is boring. Why? Like, <laughs> my, my friend's photo is better. I look at it, it's like, <laughs> is it though? It's like, but like yeah. it's an interesting story, man. <laughs> well, I know someone who's won a Alexander Jason. Mm. Hopefully, we can get him on the podcast. Yeah. But he told me he won some. I'm kind of rough on the details, right? But he won a competition to go to Ibiza. Okay. I think it was like Red Bull or maybe it was like one of those ones, right? Yeah. But yeah. the runner-up got so angry that he showed up at his house and wanted to fight him. <laughs> what the so heck? I guess like mum's talking trash and like my winning photo is fine. Like, <laughs> you did. Guy shows up at your house and wants to fight you, right? Like, I didn't even find his house. That's crazy. Yeah. What the heck? If you ever win stuff, there's always salty people who believe they deserve it more than you. Mm. Which... I guess my competition was like a game of skill, not a game yeah, of luck. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. But just take it easy. Like, you didn't win, just move on to the next one. It's it's very concerning if it's a game of luck and they still get angry. Because it's luck. Like, how can you... You you probably don't... So once the you don't win the competition, you don't look at it anymore, right? Yeah. But you should look into, like, the comments and stuff. And, like, yeah, yeah, there yeah, are yeah. some dirty people. I don't think I've ever won anything massive or anything. I don't know. Tips for that. Enter competition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you win. Like, people do actually win. I need to enter more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm really competition bad at Competition and contests and awards. And... Not just travel ones, but like just photo contests and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a good place to get recognized. Yeah. Other than Marriott and Japan Tourism, like what other... Just list off a bunch of other things that you've been traveling for work. Cafe, we did that one. Oh, right, Cafe, yep. Visit Japan. Travel to the US with a W mm. quite a few times. We're going again soon, so that'll be fun. Yeah, you travel a lot; it's so hazy. Yeah, I, I think I, I I've done like Adobe, obviously. But then yeah. last year I was on like the 
in February of this year, I went to San Francisco with Samsung for yeah. the launch of the S10, and that was really cool. Um, just to see the keynote, just being around, yeah, like yeah. the launch of a tech, ge- like a pretty big tech. Yeah, phone. I'm gonna be at the Microsoft one. So yeah, so it's like it's, it's really cool. Um, right, so moving on, yeah. travel tips. Yep, travel tips and travel hacks. So just travel on your own first. If you want to become a food photographer, you just need to start taking photos of food. Mm. So the only way to become a travel kind of photographer influencer is to do it yourself. Yep. We're going to talk about travel gear and stuff yep. after this. So we'll we'll do like we'll list off a few very essential things that we do when yep. we travel. Because like when you're traveling back to back to places and like you're traveling a lot and nonstop, mm. little things matter. Yep. So what are some travel tips and hacks that you've kind of Okay, the first thing I do before traveling is like maybe just spend like a couple hours researching the yep. place. So like... How do you find places? Um, reaching out to someone and asking straight away is sort of a little lazy. And it also... You also don't learn much about the place if you just yep. do it. I think the best way to do it is obviously find those geotags or whatnot on Instagram or look for oh. people's photos and, and look at yeah. them and then go to Google and search for it. And like, what, what I do, do, you probably do this as well, you save all, yep. before a trip, you're browsing Instagram, so yep. you create a saved folder on Instagram. And you save all the places that you think like are cool New York City, around right, that yeah. area. You can also type in Google, photography location, New York City, and you can Usually find... Those articles are usually like the dad locations. <laughs> but you can create something cool with those. Like the yeah, dad, yeah, dad yeah. locations are, are good too sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say there's there's articles that are like top 12 places, right? And then so you just go through them and see if you think they're cool. And then you add it to a map. So I've been, yeah. because of James, James Chino, I actually started putting all the locations I wanted yeah, to go to in New York that, on a map. That's um, pretty, it's a pretty good way to, yeah. especially a collaborative way, because there's four of us going on a road trip, right? Yeah. We can all add places and like add notes and yeah. it's a, we can share a map, a yeah. US map. So that's that's for so Jamshina started a map for our Utah trip. That's on Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah, and then but because of that, I started my own one for New York. All right. But I guess it's also really cool as well because when I travel with Lucy, Lucy kind of picks all yep. the restaurants and and food places. Yep, so yep. if Lucy picked the restaurant in this area, I yeah, can you sort can... of see what other places are cool around that area. Yeah, and you yeah. Can just on like, a map. That's let's kind plan of it. Let's plan it around that day. Oh, dinner's going to be there, so sunset will hit hit this spot. It's always good to know the location and geography of yeah, things. Yeah. Talking yeah. about kind of looking stuff up on Google to find places, that hasn't been helpful for me up until this point. Yeah. Like, it's usually like dud locations that I don't care about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I normally go to Instagram because like you can actually see the real location. There's normal people who take photos of it who don't edit and just put it on there. Yeah. And so you get a better idea of like what the place is like. And even if you don't know the name of the location, you can literally like very descriptively write in Google what you what we think yep. it is. So if it's the Oculus in New York or something, right? The the building this looks like this. You can type white. in like white architecture New York. New York or something or like write that kind of stuff and it'll be so I think doing a bit of research on your own will always get you further because one, you don't annoy someone. You can yep, find yep. it yourself. Someone who lives somewhere popular, people are gonna ask like them a million times like how do I get this place? Yeah. Out? It's annoying. Sometimes it's like an illegal rooftop or something like how do you, you obviously you're not gonna Find get there yeah. yeah it's hard like if i if i've known someone like for a long time on instagram like whatever i help them stuff. yeah yeah you've you need to build a relationship first you don't, yeah sliding into dms to find locals and also to ask for locations right i think when people are trying to plan the holiday they're so wrapped up in their planning mm. that they're just like whatever i'm just gonna send a message yeah and it yeah. usually is like hey how do i get to this place yeah be you need to remember that you don't know this person you need to yeah have etiquette and I've done it a few times, like just un- like not thinking. You're just like, hey, where is this place? Mm. And then I read it, I was like, oh, I'm it's an like, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like actually quite simple to find that yeah. kind of stuff. Getting help from locals is handy. Mm-hmm. You if cut, you can cut meet- down a lot of that, like, oh, shit, I've taken the wrong train or like, yes. I, 
If you can meet a local on your trip, that would be really cool as well. You know, someone you've been following or they've been following you back, like a mutual following, Mm -hmm. that's always really, really good. Talking about my Japan trip with David Sark, the Mm -hmm. one that I won, right? We weren't planning on meeting any people. A few of them reached out to us and we met up with a lot of people because of that throughout the trip. And I think that was probably one of my favorite parts of the trip. Yeah. Like meeting people and I didn't think it would be and I didn't want to kind of bother with meeting people. Mm. I think it's sort of, there's like a time and place to meet people. Like, for example, my trip with Lucy, like we want like... Sometimes we want alone time where yeah. I'm just like me and my wife and like we just want to chill out. Yeah. Um, so it's sometimes hard to like if people are DMing me, let's meet, let's meet. It's like, what do I say? Like, cause, uh, yeah, because you, you cause I want it wastes to, like a whole day meeting one person. Yeah, because I do want to I do want to meet people, but I also want to spend time with my wife. And like just we, we don't get to travel together yeah, very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we do want that sometimes. Well, if my time's limited, I'll try and do a group meeting. It yeah, like, yeah. Try to like, find... Like, like, maybe like do a little mini Instamate or something. Like, just... Like, organize, like, a, everyone that you want to meet to try and... But you got to be careful because, like, there's clicks and stuff. <laughs> like, some people hate each other and, like... Sometimes. You invite them all out and then, like... Bro, you're causing fights everywhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, it's just efficient. Yeah, When yeah. I was in Japan, I was there for 30 days, so, like... Yeah. You've met stuck, a lot of people on that trip. Yeah, yeah. but, like, I'm stuck with Chino and... We're staying in like these tiny ass like Japan hotel uh, rooms yeah, yeah. where you can like, I, sleeping on three single beds, like, I can touch like the other guy next to me. <laughs> it's kind of too much to be like close to that person for like 30 days. So yeah. we met a whole bunch of people and then we went like eating and like barbecue and that kind of stuff. So mm. that was kind of... I think also, yeah, locals always take you to the good eating spots and yeah. like the cheap ones too. Because like, yeah. obviously the tourist locations have a, a premium on the prices of restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So the locals know like these little hidden alleyways that take you, you know, really nice food places. So yeah. that's a really good to do. Usually they're pretty nice, but obviously you're meeting someone from the internet, so just be careful. Yeah. One of my tips, um, YouTube Premium. I think I've spoken about this maybe a few times, but mm. big fan of YouTube Premium because I, I like to watch YouTube over like kind of long-winded movies on the plane. Mm-hmm. That's short and you can just start and stop. It's not that expensive. We share it. Yeah. Like, if you can share it with some mates, you can, it's a, it's actually really, really So cheap. what does YouTube premium gives you? It gives you no, no ads. ads. We haven't seen an ad for like over a year. Yeah. And also like, usually people use ad block, but like it's, that's really bad because then the yeah, creators then, don't get the money that they, you know, yeah. but so this is a good way to support creators, I guess. Yeah. YouTube I think they get more money when we watch it or like there's a premium kind uh, of section, but, um, okay. You can download offline videos, yep, which so, I spank up so many before I travel. Yeah, so before you get on your flight or like on your way to the airport, yeah. just like download a bunch of videos that you've subscribed to. Download or- this video right here. <laughs> you can listen to it without watching it. Yep. Without YouTube Premium, if you lock your phone, it cuts out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't so, even know that. Uh, right, okay. I've been like privileged to have... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Gareth Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> who, who got us on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I download heaps of videos and that kind of stuff. And then I have a, we'll save it. I'll, I will show you in the gear. It's like a little clip uh, table stand thing. That's yep. like, I put on the table and I can watch it and stuff. Yep. One tip for YouTube premium, when you change countries, so if you go to Japan, mm. you can't download offline videos in Japan. Yep. And so, so you when you get there, like, for your flight back, you can't do it. Uh, so you need to bank up as much as you can. Yeah. And there's different rules for different regions. And yeah. All right. Next. next uh, tip. Noise cancelling headphones are really good to have on, on a flight. Um, crying babies and like that oh, not, not even just crying babies just like the flight noise and like yeah. it, it helps you sleep better you could like put really nice relaxing music or whatever music you want to listen to yeah noise canceling, canceling headphones are w- uh, what I would recommend we use the Bose QC 35 yeah, yeah. 2s are the ones we both use at the moment I use AirPods sometimes like I use both of them mm. sometimes it's more convenient to just like quickly watch something and yeah 
Yeah, I mean, uh, in, in like a hotel room or whatever, it's like easier yeah, to just put. But it I don't on, like, like wearing the on here headphones for too long. Uh, I, I don't mind long. it. I don't mind it. Depends though. Depends yeah. if they clamp down on. Maybe you have a big head or something where <laughs> it's like it clamps down really hard and it's like super tight. But like, yeah, like it pushes my glasses, <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> uh, I've got a tip. Okay. Wearing a t-shirt with a pocket. Really? What's that for? Didn't realize this until recently. Like, yeah. So you put stuff in your pocket, right? Especially if you're in economy, like you're cramped sometimes. Uh huh. You're sitting in like a middle seat with strangers. Yeah. It's hard to get shit out of your pockets. So you put it here. Yeah. So like I can put kind of my phone stand here. Ah. Like, it's kind of easy okay. to read. I always wear a hoodie, so like I can put it in pockets like this. Yeah, yeah but if it slips out and you lose your shit, like it's. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Okay. Try it out. It's okay. A good tip. Okay. All right. Go next tip. I'll have to look into buying t-shirts <laughs> and pockets next. Oh, I wear like a over kind of button shirt with a pocket. Because mm. when it gets cold, I can use it as a blanket. But right. This is budget airlines thank you. Like, so. Okay, when, when you get to a location, shoot the classic stuff first, like the shots you, you've seen or you want yeah. first, and then spend maybe 15, 20 minutes on that. And then the rest of the time, find new locations, a few new angles and like things that are more creative, I think. And that I will think people are concerned, like, I don't want to get the same shot of like, it's okay and then you you try and look for something unique to the point that like it, yeah it's straining so i think it's okay to look start for, with yeah. like the classic one because you can that. use the classic ones to create more creative things as well like there's other things you can do to photos that whatever you know, i'm gonna take the normal shot too yeah of course but yeah. it's like it's a good thing to have as a stock thing in the background like just in case you need it in the future as yeah. well so. shoot portrait and landscape as well that's really important instagram photographers yeah because these days we're so focused on shooting portrait because of instagram but like landscape also is also mobile, really yeah. landscape is also really good for websites and other things as well so make sure you remember to do both i think cameras are high enough megapixel these days that you can crop in it's fine yeah shoot a bit wider if you have to but exactly. sometimes clients are like hey do you have a landscape and it's like oh. yeah <laughs> i think on lightroom right you can filter uh-huh. there's an advanced filter and you can filter landscape photos by a portrait Ah. And like, I think David Sark did his Japan one from our trip, right? Right. And it was, the ratio was way off. And he's like, man, I need to kind of remember to shoot. <laughs> it's a good, that's a good, like, check how much you're shooting verticals. Yeah, Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I shoot a lot. Like 90% verticals, this guy. When you land in the city. Oh, yeah. I think rather than getting cabs everywhere, you should walk around a bit if it's not too dangerous. Depends on the city, but yeah, walking is definitely much better. Like even getting a cab to drop you in one location and you walk around. Yeah. That's fine as well. I think in New York, instead of getting a train, which would be like taking like five minutes, I walked for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Just to see the... Yeah. I I think New York... I didn't find anything, but like... New York is probably one of the most... The best places to walk around I've heard. Like as in, there's other places where you actually can't walk around. Yeah. Like LA... You yeah, just walk through like a so, suburban yeah. thing for like three hours. Even Bali, you can't really walk around. It's like really barren roads sometimes, like nothing there. So I like I, I would wander through some of the more local kind of Oh areas. yeah, like there's definitely like really denser areas that you can walk around. But yeah. yeah. When you go to a place, do you book hotels or do you book Airbnbs? I think I prefer hotels, but I think it also depends. Swanky. <laughs> nah, as in like, it depends. There are obviously really good Airbnbs out there and yeah. Airbnbs usually sometimes are in really nice locations. So it really depends. You need to be good at finding Airbnbs, I think. Mm. Pat's pretty good at it. Mm. He usually gets us good places. I think I was in Shanghai for a job, right? Mm. And I showed up early for the job. So I had to book my own Airbnb and I booked it in the French quarters in Shanghai. 
it's like a hipstery area, but it's very local. It's so local that outside of my house, there's like this old lady and she's like working every day. And she strips wires. Oh, wow. But I say hi to her every day and like oh. it's that local. You go yeah, out to yeah. the shop and yeah. after a week there, I stayed in like the five-star hotel. Five-star hotel was like probably the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at, right? But it was also, it would have given me a different view of Shanghai. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't have seen that side of it if I didn't stay in the Airbnb. Yeah. So that's pretty important. Like stay like a local if you want to really kind of explore the place one of the first times i went to japan was it was like around new year's time yep. and so lucy and i booked a hotel and then we couldn't find any hotels new year's eve yeah, and yeah. new year's day so it's crazy so we decided to book an airbnb i think just having the two experiences like you said it's yeah it's very much, different yeah because then you get to realize how like japanese people live like the the very small like yeah you, you live like a local and it's very interesting so like, you they, learn a they lot. probably lived in uh, like stayed in hotels and like it's mm. a very kind of insular experience yeah, like that yeah. it's all the same everywhere you go and it's like japanese hotels are tiny though yeah like it's really crazy how tiny yeah. japanese hotels are but i mean touch the walls like yeah and yeah, like yeah. there's literally like sometimes no room to walk around the bed it's like yeah On, like there's no room to open your suitcase <laughs> anyway all right so what do you do with money uh, i have a travel credit card that i use it's all like right. a 28 degrees and it doesn't have any fees and that kind of stuff so it's really good for traveling yeah yeah. Do you pull out, like, some countries you need cash? So I always have cash before the trip, just a little bit, just in case. Yeah. Maybe, like, $200, $300, just in case. Everything else, if I can use the, a credit card, I'll use it. I usually just pull out from an ATM. Depends on what which country. Like, yeah. you go to Japan, 7-Eleven is, like, a financial institution. Yeah. So you just... I calculated the fees. Like, you're paying maybe, like, 50 60 bucks by the end of the trip. I think maybe you... Uh, it's ben- more beneficial to take out more at once than like little yeah, yeah. bits. Yeah, so you save the yeah, fee. Yeah. So you going to like... China, like they don't use our credit cards. Oh, really? Yeah, they have Western Union, not we- Union it... something, whatever. Like they don't take MasterCard or right, like right. Or Visa or whatever. So what do you do to pay? Cash. Oh, so China, you need cash then? Cash or like they have uh, WeChat and we- Alibaba and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Alipay, sorry. Right. So you use the QR codes. Right. But that's an exception. Right. In the US, they still love cash. Yeah. It's kind of... I find it pretty crazy how in Australia, like, tap is, like, yeah. is so advanced. Like, even in the US, they don't have much of that. Like the, They're starting to kind of switch yeah. over. I think, like, the issue with the US is they don't trust the tap thing. Oh. Is, and it's hard to roll out to, like, 150 million people. Yeah. But it's interesting, like, how Australia is probably one of the more advanced ones with the tap. And, like, it's, it's so fast But you say pay. it's advanced, but, like, is tap and pay more advanced than the QR Chinese version? I don't, I've never done that before, so I don't know what that is. That's pretty advanced too. How do you do that? They pay for everything. I went to photocopy a license mm-hmm. or whatever because mm-hmm. I couldn't speak to him. He just pointed to like this QR code on the water. Oh, so you just scan a QR code. <laughs> I don't have it. And I gave him like 10 bucks for one photocopy. Yeah. So they, they what they do, they, just, like scan markets a, and they like, just scan a QR code yeah, yeah. and they pay. That's it. Even like buskers oh. and beggars will like scan my QR code. Oh, wow. That's anyway, interesting. SIM cards? What do you do? Like, I, I, I feel like having the internet makes it yeah. super helpful. I think for me... Plus we're addicted to the internet. I always, I always get to the place first before I get a SIM card. Like, you That's do annoying. something different, right? Because like if you show up and everything's closed, like if you show up, like get there at midnight or whatever. I think always have a way to get to your hotel and then you can find yeah. stuff. Know exactly the hotel address and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So like then from there you can find... Because that's what I usually do. And then never buy a SIM card at the airport. Nah, there's usually it's so you get ripped like off. Like so in bad. Japan, you buy it from like the there's a convenience yeah. store that you buy it from. But even in like San Francisco, there's like a dodgy shop at the at, like just waiting for people yeah, yeah. to to buy from you. But so I when I go to America, I get a, like a prepaid AT and T plan that like lasts you a month. We I think, suck. I think Japan's on the list. So Pat K uses this 
You oh yeah. It. So what, what? What is it called? Uh, describe it. Whatever the whatever the it's name is. It's basically right? a travel sim card. Connects to the most like ideal. Uh, and so how do you provider. pay? And how much? Data so you, you just get? you just pay online. Yeah. And there's different plans. You could pay like twenty three dollars, and you get like X so amount of gigs or something. If I'm uh, traveling just this month, right? Mm. I'm not paying for it, and then when I want to travel, I pay. Yes. All right. And then you don't have to use it all. If you go to a different location, it transfers. I think. Okay. So that's pretty good. It's called no roaming. S. You, uh, did you have problems when you landed in Japan? Yeah, it took yeah, a while yeah. to connect to the actual provider. It took me like an hour because I was waiting. I was trying to know what train to get. That's and so I was at the airport just waiting for this. Yeah. I'm like, and then I tried to just connect to the airport Wi-Fi. I'm like, Pat's not working. Yeah. You you want to hit the ground running? Like, I, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of annoys me, and I want internet straight away so I don't feel lost. When in Japan, you can get it at the airport. Yeah. Um, but like when I go to America, I just go to the hotel and then I go find an AT and T store. Use I use this website called Sim Corner. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're Australian or whatever. They're not the cheapest, but they send you the SIM card or whatever. There's different plans for each region and country. Yeah, they'll ship it to you because it's like an envelope, so it's quick, right? Mm. It takes like two days for it to reach your house, and then I have a SIM card before I even land, so right. I'll change my SIM cards in the plane. Yeah, and as soon as I land, it, like it connects straight away. I paid a hundred dollars for unlimited for thirty days for US. Yeah, okay. It's it's not cheap, but I'm yeah, there for a whole month. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I can still use it on my next trip. Yeah. But true. that means like as soon as I land, I get all the messages and stuff that you miss on the plane and then straight to Google Maps and yeah, no, you don't good. have to hang around or wait or whatever. Although most airports have Wi-Fi, so it's okay. You gotta be careful with public Wi-Fi. Uh, airports should be okay, right? Uh, it's an airport. How, how do you normally book plane t- seats and stuff? What do you mean? I travel alone a lot, so I guess maybe there's like people get plane sick. And so they like shout out Flo. <laughs> you listening, Flo? Um, he likes to sit at the front of the plane, uh, like, okay, near yeah. the wing, and so I don't care, man. I can sit. Uh, in, I can sit anywhere. Yeah, so I'm like I always go to the back of the plane. Ah, uh, so you, just in case there's more room, as in people don't like to go to the back, yeah. and like usually you find all the empty rows there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you go seat or like window or aisle? What's your? You know? I prefer window, yeah. but Lucy prefers aisle. So if we, if you need to piss, then you need to kind of. Yeah, that's why if you if I'm traveling with Lucy, I. We get a window in an aisle, like if it's a tour on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're booking your seats, usually the back, you know, you, sometimes you need to pay like a fee to book seats, but mm. the back, no one cares, right? So yeah, yeah. It's a three-seater, right? If you see someone sitting on the window and then the two seats are free, try to book the aisle seat. So then the, no one wants to sit in the middle of two people. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so highly unlikely people will try and book that seat. Yeah, that's true. If the plane's not full. Yeah. So I guess we can move on to like gear and like travel gear and yeah. like what cameras we use and stuff. So, but I think... A tip for that is to just know what sort of different kits you you have. So like, what does your bag look like when you're going to the airport and going, you know, Which when you're about to travel? That's full. Yeah, like, that's as full, much right? As you can pack what's, in. <laughs> the, what's your bag look like when you're going out and shooting just the street? What's your bag look like when you want a drone? So shooting it's like, night, shooting, shooting night. Yeah, so there's different like kits. just realize what tips to what kits you want to bring at what time. Like we and, and we be sh- able to change it. We shoot a lot and we've been shooting for a few years. So just by experience, we already, we already know. Like, I don't, I've never actually thought of this, but yeah. it's like... Last night when you said, pack your travel bag, I literally did it in like five minutes because I knew exactly what to put in it. And yeah. it was, yeah. Mine's a bit more complicated. Yeah, I, I've... Um, like, I think, mine, mine, mine was simple and then I bought the black magic and it's like, oh, now I have to rethink this whole yeah. thing. Like, I think my setup's still pretty simple. Yeah. You have different kits for different scenarios? Yep. I have a uh, creator kits uh, on that website. <laughs> Just check it out. I, I wanted. To, I've only done one episode, right? Yeah. One kind of blog post, but mm. I want to try and I need do to more do customized that on my website as well, just yeah. to show people what I use and stuff. For different scenarios, people are like I'm going hiking. Do you bring your 15 kilo bag? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Everyone wants to know what bag 
it's a common question because there's no one right bag for everyone. Yep. Whereas um, I've been through quite a few. I've been through quite a few too. So I've first started off with a low pro 450. Gear talk. Okay, let's just do a bit of gear talk. So I guess if you're listening to this on the audio, this is probably the, the time to switch to the video, I guess. If we'll you try to be descriptive. We'll try to be as descriptive, I guess. Um, so I guess in terms of what bags I've used in the past, so the f- first one I ever bought was uh, a Low Pro Protactic 450 uh, AW. Don't block. Yeah, okay. So speak at the... Yeah, so this is the bag. It was actually really good. I used it for a really, really long time. That way. Oh, Put it over there. And then the next bag I used was this DJI uh, Phantom 4 Pro backpack. Your audio is going to be blocked, huh? I think it's okay. It's okay. We can... DJI Phantom 4 Pro <laughs> backpack. Um, because I was carrying around the Phantom 4 Pro for a long time. You put your camera um, and stuff I in I put everything room. in there, yeah. yeah. And I had to sling a tripod using the tripod bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, and then now I currently use a Peak Design uh, Everyday Carry 20 liters. This one. All right. Um, and yeah, so, so this, this is, is this literally, your current bag, and this is my current bag, and this is what I would carry. Every Why day. do you like it? Um, Why have you stopped on this bag? I think it's because it's just so compact and like it's small, and I think it fits everything that I need inside. Yeah, um, I can fit. It's a, lot a pretty of stuff popular kind of camera backpack for a reason. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like cool features of it, like how you can like lock the straps to so like it's more secure and, stuff, and kind yeah. Of, yeah. What about you? I, I really like this uh i think it's the here you go bag model oh, oh, oh yeah, the bag uh, model. chrome industries nico backpack yeah it's i think it's a skater's backpack so over here you can put like your skateboard strap but i've strapped my tripod to it right right but it's small and like because it's small i don't need i can't fit that much stuff in which saves my back from like all that extra weight it's so just I, the version two because you had the version one before yeah. right yeah so okay. this is the new one. I've used this a lot for like travel, but because I've upgraded my gear, I need a slightly bigger bag because mm-hmm. it's not that big at all. This bag is like a day pack size, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can cram it full and it's fine or whatever. Yeah. Then shout out to Pat. I bought this Pat recently. Pro Tactic 450 AW Mark II. So this is the second version of yeah, the one. Yeah. The one I that you have, yeah. Before, so yeah. it's slightly bigger. I haven't even set it up, but I, I bought it so it can fit my DSLR. That's fine. <laughs> On the bag holder, right? Okay. So I bought it because it's slightly bigger and it fit my DSLR, my lenses, and my Blackmagic. Yeah. I, the Low Pro is a good brand for backpacks. I, I thought it was too big, the no, 450, nice. but like nice. just in person, it's fine. Yeah. I like it because it has a lot of kind of straps and tactical kind of stuff to do. You can attach a lot of the stuff. You yeah. Can, yeah, you can attach lots of things to the bag and it's, it's, it's comfortable very flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lopros are good. It's also not like... You have peak design, which like every photographer has. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. It's like, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> it's all right. I still like my bag. I guess describe it. So I guess um, a few people ask as well, like what... So I, I think I just go through my bag. It's just really quick. I just do it quickly. Whatever, just yeah. go. So, um, just go the main parts. Like, yeah. So this is usually the, the the setup I carry it in, which is what it looks okay, like. Okay, you're in your bag. Yes. So, um, I would attach a tripod on the side when I'm shooting night, but I also carry it most of the time anyway, just in case I want to shoot a time loss or something. Yeah. So this is the Manfrotto B3 Advanced tripod. Um, I bought this off Elaine actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's lightweight. It's like stands quite tall and I don't mind carrying it. It's really nice. Oh, it's, it's, it's a fine. tripod. We don't need to get yes. it. It's a nice it's tripod light. for carrying. It's because it's, it's, it's light. light. When I travel, I carry a camera and three lenses. 
that's all I carry and then drone of course on top so this is the camera I use and usually it's got the 2470 on on it just like because that's probably the go-to lens so this is the camera what's the camera say? Uh, it's the, <laughs> yeah. the camera I use is the a7r2 currently and I'm planning to buy the a7r4 very soon so this is the a7r2 when I travel and like my, this is the only gear I carry everywhere with me anyways I use the Sony a7r2 and I'm about to get the a7r4 very soon so the lenses I will show today will fit on those on that camera as well. Yeah. Usually I've got my 2470. It's very beaten up, if you you can see. Like I think it, I was it's shooting. Common problem with Sony lenses. I was shooting a bit in the rain. I think it, a bit of water got in, but it's it's okay. It's okay. It still works. Oh yeah. So this is the main gear I have. Um, the strap is the Create Explore Dispatched. I think Dispatched. you use the same one. So talking about the straps, right? I like this strap better than the Peak Design. Yeah, me too, actually. The Peak Design, this doesn't seem as sturdy, but it's fine so far. Yeah. Like, I've had my 7200, like, a heavy setup on it. But the thing, what I like about it the most... Is the clips. The clips are long enough that when... They don't get in the screen's way when you... Say you pick it up to your face. Yeah. Like, with the Peak Design, because the clips are so short, mm. it almost always covers the screen or, like, the viewfinder. Right. And so when I'm quickly lifting it up to my face, like... Yeah, You have yeah. to quickly move it out and, like... So the... These are long. The so. reason why I like these clips as well is because I can change it to the wrist strap as well, which uh. is this. So this is a little wrist strap that you can just same clip on. Same clip system as... Same yeah. clip system as Dispatch. So it's uh, a Dispatch one. So it's really good. Dispatch. I like this stuff. Lens I carry and bring is the Sony 12 to 24 mil f4. And then... So I you have all three lenses which covers the... From 24 to 200. I also carry a teleconverter. This two yeah. times teleconverter, which is it? tiny. Yeah, I do. Um, in this. So what does that change your 7200 to? Uh, 140 to 400. So you have 24 to 400. I have 12 to 400. Alright in my bag all the time and I guess for me it's just all about flexibility and I just want the flexibility when I'm traveling flexibility yeah <laughs> uh, one more time I've been trying to record more YouTube videos so I carry around this mic as well it's the Rode video, video mic pro video mic, mic 3 yeah and so the good thing about it is that the battery doesn't right, so the mark 2 which is a lot cheaper than this one right mm. there's a switch to turn it on so if you forget to turn on the switch you're stuffed because you have no audio yes this is auto on auto and off on, yep. by like the signal so as soon as you record it just knows to turn on and it also turns off the battery like it doesn't you, waste the battery yeah when you stop recording it turns yeah. off it's super handy it has a rechargeable battery mm -hmm. the mark 2 has a 9 volt which runs out and it's more expensive, but I recommend it. Something a bit more obscure is that like, we both carry around this lens skirt too, right? So, like, is this the medium or the large? I think this is the medium. Uh, the large is huge, right? But the thing is, it looks kind of massive, right? And it, it mostly fits in your lenses. But the issue with like wide lenses is that you... Especially if you if you shoot straight out, it's fine. Yeah. But if you shoot on an angle, like on the window or whatever, you can usually pick up the side of the lens yeah. skirt. Yeah. So, I think having a, a large, large one, one is better. Yeah. But it's massive. It is massive. But I mean, you can fold this down to like, you can right. fold it like really tiny in your yeah. bag anyways. So the reason why this is useful is because you can... Yeah, what is it? <laughs> it blocks reflections when you're shooting through glass. Or reflective, um, yeah. Yeah, or reflective surface. It has suction cups, so you like plant yeah. it to the window and on the back it has like a drawstring to Yeah, so it has it suction to... cups here. It has yeah. suction cups here. So you can suction cups to the window and then this is a little drawstring so you could like put your lens in it. And so it blocks off all the reflections. Yeah. And you know that rainbow bridge shot that everyone takes? Yeah. Like, super handy. And like shooting off observation decks. Mm. Yeah. Use that. Yeah. And then final thing, I guess, when I... You final already. Is that... Yeah, I don't have much. Okay. Uh, so of course there's also like spare batteries and like... Spare SD... Yeah, I don't know. Of course one. there's like <laughs> yeah. spare batteries and SD cards, all that kind of stuff, which you carry. But 
Um, final thing is the drone that I use, and if I need yeah. to shoot out with go out with the drone, I usually just sling this on the side. Or sometimes it actually fits in this bag too. Yeah. What is it? It's the Mavic 2 Pro, and so this is the bag that comes with it as well. If you get the Fly More kit, Fly yeah. More combo, and so inside is just the Mavic 2 Pro, which is this, and then I also carry the Smart Controller as well. Do you That's, like the Smart Controller? Yeah, Smart Controller has been really good. The signal is really good for it, and it feels really like nice to hold too. And the yeah. screen is really nice and bright, and yeah, and then you get to use your phone also. Always carry spare propellers and batteries as well, like drone batteries. So do you use ND filters? I do not. I do not. Uh, I don't have any ND filters for my drone. Yeah, I don't really know how to use it. As polarizers? Well. I no, I would I recommend it. polarizers, right? Right. Because it cuts reflection, especially for like beach water stuff. Yeah. People use NDs to get cinematic footage, right? Mm. But I think that's only it only really matters when you're like close to kind of uh, stuff. So if you're flying really tight and yeah, you get that motion blur, it kind of looks cool. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you're like a hundred, five hundred meters up or whatever, Bro, that's illegal. <laughs> you can't you can't see the difference. Yeah, really. Yeah. So the laptop I use is a Dell XPS 15 and I carry around a mouse as well, which is the MX Master. This is not Two the latest S. one. Yeah. So there's three, there's but a, like I use this as well and... Yeah, I just it's like so nice, nice to use when you're editing rather than a trackpad, I think, I think. This one's good because it works on all surfaces. Yes. Whereas like some like bug out when you try and put it on like whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then um, the hard drive I usually carry are these really tiny Samsung T5s. They're two terabytes and really fast to work on. Uh, talk, like we should talk about hard drives and that kind of stuff a little bit, right? Yeah. So I recommend SSDs, which are these things. Yeah. Uh, I use T5s. I use T5s, right? But then I also use Sandisk ones, which are... Uh, yeah, so I use these, right? They're expensive, so I recommend people using like a... Having one of these as their main working drive. Mm. And then using cheaper drives as like backup and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, but, so when you're traveling, you were saying... Um, yeah buy a cheaper drive as well so you could like copy both I say that but all my hard drives are like this <laughs> but anyway like the plan is to after your shoot every day I make it routine so I don't forget because mm. it usually messes me up if I don't offload yes, that night yes I, I offload every day as well yeah so you offload onto your SSD yep and then every day or second day depending on how much time you have you mirror that drive onto a cheaper like the big spinning yep. hard drives or whatever and then you put that in a in a different bag yeah so your check-in bag yep so yep. my backpack will have something and then my like big luggage will have something yep and then if i'm if it's for a job i'll give it to someone else to yeah help. yeah sometimes i triple back up depending on what yeah yeah okay and then i guess power boards are really important you use a power cube i'll uh, just show you for yeah, it yeah. um so the reason why i use a power cube right is because it keeps you can pl charge all your stuff yep we get to hotels it's <laughs> yeah, yeah like 50 things you're charging right i mean a power, power cube and a power board is very similar it's just like Whatever, a different like setup a, of plugs you can plug it all into one yes. port right and also you don't you only need one travel adapter so yeah. you use that one travel adapter well we, do you, you have one as well right yes. like the pin one where you push up yes. all right so you get a power cube which i recommend because the power cube's smaller than like a whole board or whatever this guy uses right mm. and then you can charge all your stuff in one powerpoint in one location in your hotel room yeah because have you ever had to check out and it's like it's almost 10 we have to get out of the room otherwise they're going to charge us and then like you're trying to gather all your stuff and like each like charges on the bottom <laughs> of the wall and like you're going to miss something yeah, yeah. So, so it's having it all in one, one spot. spot yeah my main camera which i've been shooting with for a while is a uh, 5d mark 4 i usually keep a 2470 on it which is a sigma 2470 2.8 and i use this one over the canon one because it has uh image stabilization but it's also big and heavy i used it for video 
but now I have a dedicated video camera. I use it for photos mostly now and like kind of casual video. What lenses? Show me your lenses. Uh, I use everything like 2470 85 <laughs> Four, three USBs. There's a quick port USB and then the USB-C charger. Yep. And so I can charge a whole bunch of my stuff. Everything's kind of USB these days. Yep. Plus I charge my laptop. Right. Okay. And so if I'm like in bed editing or whatever, I can just use this thing. Yep. And it's all there. Okay. Nice. You should get one. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, my video camera is my... I'm using Blackmagic Which is the one we're recording on right now. I just show a photo of it, which is also a podcast setup. So some of you guys have asked like what we're shooting with our podcast. Yep. So we have a Atomos uh, yeah, yeah, just... Shinobi screen with a Blackmagic uh, 6K. Yep. And so... Such a long name. And I've got a BMPCC cage and... BMPCC 6K. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> got a whole cage set up using an SSD. Yep. Pretty handy, but I'm going to try and use that for travel. Yep. I don't know if that's going to annoy me because up until this date, I've used one camera for both. Yep. So having to switch is going to be... Pretty annoying. Well, but that when, takes my EF lenses. When so. there's a guest, the second camera is my A7R2, and I just use a 2470 on it. That's um, the tight shot you always see. Yeah, and then the Microphone. mic that you see here is the Blue Yeti. If you look it up on Yeti's YouTube, blue, it yeah. gets the most kind of reviews or whatever. That's why we kind of got it. Yeah. So the reason why I don't like the DJI leather bag, right? It's mm. very nice, but I don't use it because it's a big kind of block and it's very hard to pack into your backpack, right? Yep. So I have uh, this thing. So it has my drone inside. You can actually, I think you can buy it on the DJ website. So it's by PGY Tech. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a hard case that just fits the, the Mavic. No controller, no nothing else. And that means you can split your controller off from your batteries and that, that kind of stuff and pack it into your bag a bit easier. Mm -hmm. I guess bomb, bomb, bag. bomb bags are... This is by uh, Air. A-E-R-S-F. Oh, I thought this was Peak Design. Nah. Oh, okay. They use similar material. Yeah. They use similar material. Basically, I use it when I don't want to carry my big backpack out. So I have a, a bum bag that I carry. Like, I put my phone in my wallet. It's pretty handy. Like, you don't have to carry your big ass like, kind of camera backpack out. In there, I've got a X, Fujifilm X100F, which has a fixed focal length of like 28 or something. And I, I use it just like casually or whatever. Um, that's for photos. Then I also use... This thing that I'm trying to build into my kit, which is a DJI Osmo Pocket. So it has a little gimbal and stuff, yeah. It's a tiny 4K 60 camera that can shoot photos and videos or whatever, but it has a gimbal so it's kind of stabilized and I can get shots that I don't have to whip my big camera out. Like if I want to quickly get some stabilized video shots, it's pretty good. What um thing do you want to hit right now, this thing? Uh, yeah, so it comes with like a leather case, which I don't use. It's got a Polar Pro cage on it. Right which like protects it, I guess. Yeah, and you've got the little wheel on it. That's yeah. the DJI one, right? Yeah, because if you put all the wheel and all that other stuff, it doesn't fit into that. Right, okay. right. I've got this PGY Tech kind of gimbal lock because it, it'll get damaged pretty easy if you don't use a gimbal lock. Mm. Yeah, so this is the DJI Osmo Mobile 3. It's a foldable gimbal for your smartphone. So I just got a new phone, which shoots pretty good video apparently. So I'm going to try and use this to shoot a bit more kind of casual stuff. Mm-hmm. Alright, so this is the Peak Design, it, uh, I, it's just a pouch, it has a lot of like sleeves and stuff, I put all my loose kind of stuff in it, yeah, nothing more to say, it keeps everything, all my cables, all my SSDs, all, 
like I'm sure you can buy a cheaper kind of alternative, but this is nice material. It's waterproof and has a lot of kind of utility mm-hmm. pockets and zippers and clips and. Oh yeah, this is your phone thing. Usual. Super tiny. So I watch, like I said before, I watch YouTube Red and stuff, right? And like on a plane. It's... I don't know. Idiot. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Idiot proof. I got it. Huh? Just... Uh, like this dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay. It's... Yeah, it's pretty simple kind of thing, but it means I can watch like phone stuff and I don't have to hold my phone up on the plane. <laughs> you got it? You got it. Right. Just keep talking. No, no. All right. So then try to put it up. Just keep, you, fin- you didn't finish your sentence. It's super thin. I got it as like a gift when I bought something on eBay. Like they sent like a thing to get me, but it's adjustable. It's low tech. I think you can buy it on eBay and stuff. I'm having trouble finding them. Really? You can't find it anymore? You have to buy like 50 of them. Right. That's the only I'm gonna try and shoot some film, I guess. I keep saying that, but I never do it. But um, I've got this Pentax MX, I think, with a 50mm 1.7. Another useful kind of thing, um, it's the Peak Design Capture. It can take a lot of weight, surprisingly. I had my 5D with a 7200 on it. You look like an idiot because it's like that big or whatever, mm. but yeah, yeah it's, it can take a lot of weight and uh, it's super easy to put on and off, right? The reason why I like it is because you have your neck strap, right? Yeah. I was on a glacier, like, because I needed to take photos of the actual thing while we are doing it. But we're walking on a glacier and it's super slippery and it's wet everywhere. And yep. there's sharp, jagged things all over the place. Yeah. And my camera's like walking and it's swinging all uh. over the place. And you have to climb and it's like banging and stuff. So to quickly put it so it doesn't move anymore, I think that's super helpful. I think if you're not used to it though, be really careful. Because it's like, it, if you take off your bag not realizing that the camera's there, then... <laughs> it's happened to me once. But I didn't, I didn't smash it or anything. It's just like, oh, sh- I forgot that yeah. it's there. So just remember that you have a camera attached to your bag strap. So if you're taking off yeah, your yeah. bag, do it because take it the camera off first as well. Yeah, it's super quick. I don't use it like normally because like when you put it on your, your thing and it, the weight on one side of your body is like, yeah, too much. Yeah, okay. Hope you guys like that segment. <laughs> 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 Yesterday we asked you guys to ask us some questions relating to travel and gear. So let's just go through and answer them now. I think the mo- the probably the most common question is Andy Hendrata and many uh, many others of you asked if you could bring only one lens when you're traveling what would it be and why It's DG23 asked that there's quite a few Yeah um, I think for me it'll be the 2470 yeah. because it's probably the most versatile like you could get quite close up on things and you can also shoot It's the best background lens Yeah So but I think in tw- terms of quality like as in like uniqueness of image you probably won't get the most unique images like for, wow, all my u- images are unique, bro. <laughs> Can, like, but I feel like, you know, if you go to 12 mil, it's like so different like to than the uh, usual. Like not many people have a 12 mil I or a 200 mil. Like it's like the extremes are usually giving going to give you more unique images. But I think 2170 is like stock standard. Safe. Yeah, safe. When you pack your bag, you always attach that lens to it. I think that one first. Always, yeah. 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 It's either that or 12 to 24 actually for me. Yeah. Yeah. Pake's like he doesn't like the twenty four seventy. Didn't he sell it? I think he's now sixteen thirty five and eighty five only. That sucks. Twenty four seventy is the the main Because like that's in a pad. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, twenty four seventy will like for commercial purposes especially, like if yeah. you it's the most versatile and like you can get away with because yeah. if you're sixteen to thirty five and you're stuck with that, like mm. sixteen to thirty five is also two point eight, but it's yeah. just like you just get a bit more reach with a set like you don't get the thirty five to seventy yeah. Alright, so Mix.CreativeStudio asks, when you're traveling, do you limit how much gear you take for weight and space reasons? If you travel budget airlines, especially, the, the weight limit's 7 kilos. Yeah. Which, like, 
it's really my bag's already seven kilos just by itself like how do you it's a big issue right mm. so two, yeah every time we pass the tsa we're super nervous when they walk up to the scale whatever yeah we try to like avoid them somehow i have a trick but i don't know if i should share it i travel with lucy right yeah so the the only way to get on the plane is to have the little tag that they give you and if you pass like the weight check yeah so Lucy would go get her bag checked, yeah. get the tag, and then come back. And then I leave my heavy bag with her. And then I bring like an, a smaller bag and get a bag tag myself. And then I can just switch it. Yeah. Uh, so no, but the thing is, you sometimes they check you when you're about to board the plane. Yeah. So they it, have like that scale, depends. and they like yeah. can't get away. It's, so, it's, I don't even know how to how to answer this question. Like I think having a my chrome industry, mm. it looks really small. But if you put like solid metal in there, like you can get it up to like fifty kilos or whatever, right? So right, doesn't matter. How, like just by looking at it, if you don't look like you're struggling, it looks like yeah. it's fine. The Peak Design bag looks small too. It's not massive, so it's like it looks okay. Yeah. So they usually don't ask you. And you said you carry sometimes a, a separate tote bag as yeah, well, yeah. just in case. Uh, yeah, like it's handy to have to travel with a tote bag in mm. case you don't want to. If they stop you, you can take your laptop out. You can just try and shove the tote bag like full. Yeah. yeah. I mean, worst comes to worst, you end up paying for it, which is bad. But that's like, I, I don't mind paying. The issue is when they're like, you need to check it in. And it's like, I'm not uh, checking in my bag. Yes. That, yeah, yeah. But they're usually pretty lenient when it, you say it's expensive camera gear. And they're yeah. like, all right. And there's What's... batteries and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Also, like tr- batteries are, are heavy, especially drone batteries. So, and you can't chuck that into your check-in. So that adds to the weight of the bag. So it's like, it's really hard to get it to seven you, kilos. You got like, I have black magic, which yeah, the batteries last like 30 minutes. So you need to carry a ton of those. Drone Rocket, batteries. Rocket say he has 20 batteries for that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Okay. So no, there's that battery. Then there's like the Ronin battery. Mm. Yeah. Like it's a, yeah. a pattern pretty much. And the and anchor then, battery, like all those batteries, you can't check that, it in. So it's like, you got to put that in your backpack. I'm also going to buy like a V-mount battery, which is like... <laughs> <laughs> depending on what i'm doing maybe i won't bring my 7200 mm. i try to not take that as much as possible right so i'll bring my 85 in place of it and if i have to bring it for like longer trips like a us one i'll put it in you know that case that it comes in like that pouch yeah, thing yeah and then chuck it in my chicken whatever I just, else i can put in my chicken i'll try that for me I, yeah i usually chuck my drone in there without the battery so i just like the drone itself i take the battery off and i chuck the drone in there and the smart controller in my check-in bag I like to keep my camera gear on me. But. Yeah, but everything else, like for me, because it's sort of stock standard, like camera and three lenses, it's very easy. So like, I just keep it all in one bag. Well, my kid's grown quite a bit. Yeah. And I've traveled for work, right? And you need to bring so much gear and you need, if your bag doesn't shop, if you put in a check-in, your bag doesn't shop, like at yeah, the country, you're yeah. pretty screwed, right? Yeah, exactly. So you have to have all the essential stuff enough to get going yeah. in your carry-on. Yeah. And it's pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. Went to Mykonos and uh, Adrian, shout out Adrian. He, he brought an FS7, which is like massive on its own. Yeah. And then he also brought a water housing for that, which is like, oh like this big. And we got through somehow. I don't right. know how, but it's like, come on. Like that's... I feel like airlines should be more sure. lenient with camera gear. And like, it's really hard to regulate it because how do you know you're a professional photographer? How do you know, you know, you're a content, you make videos or whatever so like it's really hard but i feel like you know who they're they're trying to stop they're trying to stop the people who don't want to pay for a check-in baggage especially the budget ones right ah yes and they try and shove Shove everything yeah three weeks worth of clothes into like a tiny ass bag yeah it's oversized and they it's usually like they don't have enough strength or not tall enough to put in the thing and yeah if you can limit the weight of your bag just Mm. for your back like i get back pains and stuff you're carrying like a 15 20 kilo bag yeah how heavy is your bag fully loaded when you travel with a laptop yeah i think it's like between 12 to 15 kilos which is kind of ridiculous for like 
yeah. starts to hurt after a while. But I mean, it's only when you go to the airport and then because of the batteries, that because all of the to... batteries and the and the and the laptop. Yeah. When you're traveling out, the laptop gets replaced by a tripod, but it's lighter. Yeah. Yeah. If you get stopped, you can also apparently wear your camera. So you have a camera strap, right? Just wear your camera in your neck. I think they're smart enough to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Nutella Sam asks, thoughts on traveling with a drone? Have you run into trouble in foreign countries for it? Never, but I hear the, I hear stories. Yeah, I feel like I carry my drone everywhere, but I, there was a time when I was in Turkey and they sort of tried to force me to put my drone in my check-in and it's yeah. a big phantom 4 and i couldn't no way it's gonna fit and it's yeah, yeah. quite fragile yeah i just said i would but i didn't do it yeah yeah i just kind of like passed the scan and then i just i just brought it in my back yeah. bag the whole time in terms of like laws and stuff always make sure you check it, the laws and like always try to be as safe as you can when you think about it understand if it's too windy if it's so many people like that kind of stuff like it's you always have to check it and like well i'm be really careful when you're flying i'm going to new york only and I'm not going to bring my drone. I right. Because it's illegal to fly on Manhattan and there's no opportunity to fly it really. So yeah. will I spew? Maybe. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> We're trying to heli-ride so hopefully we could get some, some sort of like similar vantage points. Yeah. But there are countries like Iran, for example, where you cannot fly a drone. Like yeah. there's that Aussie blogger couple who's like... Yeah. They're 10 years jail, you know? Yeah. It's, it's Sometimes it's very risky. So they, just like be really careful and like... Charge with espionage. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Underscore mellow.k asks, percentage wise, how much time is spent editing while traveling? For work, when they need it, obviously I have to do it. Yes. But I... I guess I think he's asking like when you're just traveling for fun. I don't. You don't? No. I try to not. I try to keep up with my posting schedule. Like it's really hard when it's like... Demis is OCD. (laughs) It's really hard when it's... The time difference is really hard. Sometimes like you have to stay up till 4am to post or something obviously when i travel i post a little bit less yeah but the aim for me is try to get like at least one edit done a night yeah just like whatever photo you your favorite photo from the day try to edit that just like spend 20 minutes to half an hour just seeing what you can get with it but i might try yeah. and post a photo here and there you don't have time to really sit down and look at all your photos and yeah, like yeah. you might post a shit one i guess sometimes giving a bit of a break shooting and then thinking about it for a couple of days is probably better yeah, than yeah. just editing it straight away i try to maybe just edit one photo a day or maybe one photo every two days when i'm traveling that's it all right jonah gray mm. what's going on jonah what are both of your next purchases and kit upgrades for me it's the a7r4 and that's probably it as in like lenses it's expensive and, yeah. yeah lenses and stuff i already have what i need it's just i think it's upgrading my body is the next thing i want to do yeah, I think I'm kind of sorted. So I'm waiting for the next like pro mirrorless Canon, mm. which might be a while. But I just bought the Blackmagic. Yeah, I need to buy a C fast card. Yeah, so I'm gonna go to B and H in like New York. That place is massive, so I'll story the hell out of it. But <laughs> I've got a big shopping list of just random tidbits here and there. Right, C fast cards are like five hundred bucks worth. Really? And you got to buy a reader. And... Wow, okay. I, did, I never used a C fast card before. Photo asks, which camera gear changed your life? Going to the 5D4. Mm. So I my first camera was like a X-Pro 1, mm. then like a 50D and like... Didn't you use a 60D, 6D for a while as well? Yeah, then I had the Lumix GX8 and then 6D. And 6D was my first full frame. Mm. But it only had one autofocus point that worked, the middle oh, one. That sucks. And it was so slow. <laughs> oh my God. People still use it. Yeah. And it works. And then I moved to the 5D4, which has like amazing autofocus and that kind of changed it. Right. I think for me, I went from like a really beginner entry level camera to a pro camera like in one hit. So yeah. I went from like an 1100D Canon 
to a A7 to Sony. Yeah. And I think that changed the way I shoot as well because one, you know, you full frame sensor, you get better quality images, I guess. I'm and a then, big full frame advocate. Yeah. There's another question here, non, non full frame and full frame sensors. But I think, I mean, it just depends on your style of photography and like, I think obviously. Right, so let's quickly go through it. So full frame, yep. you get better depth of field. Yep. You get better low light. You get better resolution, better quality photos, I think. Dynamic range. I think maybe they're quite close these days. Mm. Downsides, the more expensive. And bigger. They're a lot bigger than like all the smaller cameras. Yep. The lenses by physics have to be a lot bigger. And more expensive, the lenses as well. It's just small glass and stuff. Yeah. So using an APS-C or like there's APS-C, which is 1.6 times the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a micro four thirds, which is two Even times. Smaller, yeah. yeah. The benefits of that is that the lenses, you can you can get a lot smaller lenses. Yeah. But you can also get a lot longer focal length yeah. for the same kind of... But I guess because the sensor is also so big, it uh, allows more light to hit it. And yeah. so you so can... Yeah. Usually the low light on smaller sensors isn't as good. Yes. Like, so that's why another reason that this A7 II changed my sort of yeah. life and my gear, full my frame. shooting, is because it's full frame and also... Uh, it's got IS, so I can like I do a lot of like sort of longer exposure shots, so I can do steady that. Steady hands, man. <laughs> yeah, but Canon doesn't that, have IS. as well as steady hands gives you like half a second or zero point six seconds yeah, handheld. Yeah. Like, so that really changed the game for me. When we were shooting zigzag tunnel, mm. you guys had full frame cameras, and I was using a micro four thirds. Right. And we were in that tunnel; and it was dark, right? Yeah. And I was capping out at 1600 ISO and it was like almost unusable. <laughs> and you guys were shooting; I was like, I don't even yeah. know what to do anymore. Like. That kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. ISO performance on like the full frame sensors are usually better. Fueled by Junk asks any mobile photography tips. I think mobile photography is getting very popular now. I think like again, it's sort of like you've been an advocate. Yeah, I've been yeah. a Samsung advocate, a Samsung ambassador for a couple of years, and because of that, I've started to shoot a lot more mobile photography. And I think not only like you can apply the same techniques as a camera. Um, They're just as good yeah. in, in daylight. So try to look for all the different angles, right? So like go low. Like if you actually like flip your camera, your phone upside down, you can actually get lower to the ground instead of, you know, if you're shooting like that, you get like that. And it's, it's, more, it's more troublesome trying to do that same thing with a DSLR. Yeah. It's like being bulky and like... Yeah. yeah I think it's it. all about finding unique angles. So no matter what camera you use, it's always going to be finding the unique yeah. angle. Phone cameras now have the super wide angle lens as well, so that like yeah, I just got it. Yeah, if you go to like a really cool architecture spot, try to utilize the wide angle lens. Um, well, yeah, and just like try to just not just shoot the thing for what it is, but like try to frame it into something. So like, you can get into little nooks and crannies and crevices with a phone camera. You can like go into tighter spots and like put your camera in tighter locations. And it's so like you can street get... photography is a lot more subtle. Mm. It looks like you're just on your phone. Yeah. If exactly. you use like a remote shutter, like so Note 10 has a pen. The pen, yeah. But if you use like a, actually they don't have it anymore, but like a hands-free kit, you can kind of press the button. Yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. Or you can just hit the button. Uh, phones don't have a headphone jack. Neither do Samsung's anymore. Oh, now, yeah, but like still the S10 still used to. People are like, oh, like I don't have enough money for gear and stuff. Like mm. I think if you have a smartphone, which you probably do, yes. that's more than enough to get started. So... There's less kind of crap to deal with, like changing lenses and like mm. aperture and all that kind of stuff. But I think, uh, yeah, everyone starts off with a phone camera. And then like... Have you seen that graph I'm going to put up here, right? Yeah. It's like when smartphones came out, that's exactly when like the sale of a... It was like 90 million uh, DSLR right. sales per year. Yeah. And it dropped down to like just under 15 million. Oh, wow. In, in a year's time. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's because think, it's so yeah. much more accessible, right? Like, it's, just, it's in your pocket. You use yeah. it every day. It's not only just a... Ca- it's not only a camera. It's also a phone and, like, a everything. You use it for everything. Yeah. So, it's... Yeah, try to utilize it as much as you can. People you who are complaining about not having enough money for gear, use your phone. Yeah. That's and then I think you learn a lot more about composition, about finding unique angles. You learn so much more when you... Okay. Uh-huh. One, more, one last question, I guess. You go... Benson Lamb 11 hmm. your creator kits vlog is great thanks <laughs> that's why you're choosing this question <laughs> so what do you like to wear for wet weather conditions I, I wear NMDs and that's not waterproof at all they like get soaked and then when I go back to the hotel they they dry and it stinks for the rest of the mm, trip so mm. I need to get better shoes I think for uh, rainy because I like to shoot in the rain it's like, sort of like tough because sometimes you don't prepare <coughs> sometimes you don't prepare for wet weather conditions and so like you just when you're traveling, you obviously want to wear like very comfy shoes. So for yeah. me, I usually wear like an Adidas Ultra Boost because it's really, really comfy. Um, but you never prepare for wet conditions. So I guess oh. like, so- sometimes like I even buy an umbrella when I'm there. Like yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. you don't, you're but not I carry find it an umbrella. hard to shoot with umbrellas. Like yeah. you're using. So I carry a rain jacket. So I have like a Patagonia kind of rain shell. Right. Put that on and like your bag you need to put a rain cover on because yes. even if it's like water resistant or whatever yeah if you're standing in the rain for five hours or whatever like it's not gonna hold up does your yeah it has the, yeah at the bottom you just pull it out and it's like a rain cover but if your bag doesn't have a rain cover you can buy one on ebay for like three dollars yeah it's like a shower cap but for your bag yes they're, they're pretty handy but i guess in terms of clothes i don't think i like a rain jacket i don't even carry a rain jacket i just I bring it with me and like if it's yeah I mean 30 degrees I don't bring it out with me like I think sunny. if I know that if I'm going to like if I'm going to do a hike or like if I know that I'm going to New go, York if it rains there what are you going to do just get an umbrella it's hard to shoot man I'd rather have like but I'm, even my camera's not water sealed or water but it will be soon <laughs> my camera currently the S7R2 is not weatherproof so I don't really like to shoot that in the rain so I usually like go undercover shoot something and then like pack it up kind of thing rainy new york you have to kind of hit that though. yeah i definitely want to shoot it if it's raining but like i don't really plan for it which i probably should okay kurt mccarthy underscore asks do you think the price jump is worth it between f1.8 and f1.4 depending on the lens usually the 1.4 is like the higher class lens yeah. which it will be better image quality yeah but sometimes like the 55 1.8 sony yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, that's really good. If you're going to invest in lenses, buy the good ones. So, like, Sony has GM, G Master lenses, yep. and, like, Canon has the... Red Ring. Yeah, the L series. Yep. Look for their kind of top range ones and invest in it. And yep. I think everyone sort of started, like, you, you should have, like, a nifty 50 in your bag when you first start, I guess, just yep. to... I don't like the 50 anymore, but the... Yeah, but when you first start, it's, like, so cheap, right? It's, like, $150 or something for the... Usually, you can buy for, like, under 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's so good. I mean, focus-wise, it was a bit slow yeah. comparing to now. But when you first start, it's actually a really good lens. Yeah. And f1.8 as well. It's pretty good in low light. Yeah. I think f1.8 is enough. I, for I depth, don't even... Just for depth, it's fine. But for yeah. image quality, just buy the better lens. Which If you have the money. If you have the budget. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rob Malali. Mm-hmm. How you going, Rob? Uh, what is the best drone for travel? Mavic 2 Pro. Hands down. No question. <laughs> yeah, there's like... There's not even... Yeah. Not even a close second. Mavic 2 Pro is the best drone for travel, I think. Just in general. Yeah. DJI Mavic 2 Pro. Yeah. Even in their lineup, I still feel the Mavic 2 Pro, the one-inch sensor version, is mm. the best drone out there. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're shooting a big production, you don't really need an Inspire. Yeah. And I travel a lot, so... 
What about this June Y? Do you guys have a bucket shot you want to get? I have many shots in my mind, but I don't keep a running list. So like... Yeah. I think in terms of like shots and stuff, I just want to go to locations. I just want to go to cities and explore the city. There's obviously places that I really want to yep. go to, but... Top at Trotter. Yep. Should I get gear insurance or save money and buy a gimbal and new lens? Ooh. This, this for me it's obvious it's not even ooh like yeah I mean, I mean it, get gear insurance and then and save then, up for a, yeah, the other one so you yeah. can get all three but in the order of get gear insurance I think gear insurance is quite I mean it also depends you've never like, claimed though it depends how serious you are about photography and how much you shoot well, if you uh, don't shoot very often yeah. and also really, how much gear you have to yeah. cover if you don't shoot very often then you probably don't need gear insurance and if you if your gear is not too expensive, then you probably don't need gear insurance. But if you well, have lots of gear and you shoot often and you're always out and about, then you probably should get gear insurance. We do this for a living, so yeah. it's obvious, right? But like, if you are scared of like traveling and stuff, mm. your tra- if you get travel insurance, it should cover it up to an extent. Are you talking about travel insurance or gear insurance? Tra- photography insurance. Okay. But like, if you're just traveling and like you're doing it as a hobby or so your travel insurance should cover you up to a small number, like a yes. amount. Yes. So maybe that's enough, but you need to look into that. But yeah, like. But photography insurance covers when you're not traveling too. So like, if you're in covers your for own da- like home accidental country. damage yeah. and theft. Yeah. So if you like forget to take it at the location, you're pretty screwed, right? But yeah, but I'm saying like, if you're if you have travel, if you have photography insurance and you break your camera where you're not when you're not traveling you're tra- breaking it at home yeah, or something it's just covered then it's, it's still forward. covered yeah but the reason why I'm a big advocate of photography insurance is that it allows you to be more more reckless with your gear a little bit yeah I mean you, you obviously kind of don't go home. crazy but like just go diving with my <laughs> <laughs> just replace it with like yeah it allows you a little bit more freedom when you're shooting well like, like if it's raining and like my thing is weather sealed which is fine but like if it I'm standing in the rain for too long it might kind of but yeah. I have gear insurance, so it's fine. I think that's all the time we have for guys. It's been quite a long episode. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys learned something. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like. Comment on what camera you use and what gear you use and what your favorite gear is. And also... Call to action. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bell. And also hit the bell. And hit if you the have like any gear questions... If you, yeah. Sorry, if you have any gear questions, hit us up and Yeah, we'll definitely. Um, we, I, I have been replying to every single comment. Yeah, still it's all him. <laughs> it's all me. Um, and then if you're listening on iTunes, give us a review if you could. That'd be awesome. And if you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Follow us on YouTube because we're going to be doing other videos. Like, oh, yeah. We already said this, right? Yeah. And if you want to see some of our work, he is at Ichban and I'm at Demis. Stop Shit. waving. <laughs> we forgot to intro ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Should we intro ourselves quickly? I thought that was the... Alright, <laughs> wonderful.